and welcome to another episode of More Than Dice. John's just coming back, but I'm Gonzo. I'm John. <laughs> and John yells across the, <laughs> the house. Oh, it was really perfect. <laughs> I didn't really yell. I actually raised my voice. It was right there. Not a screamy oh. yell. Hey guys, uh, if you're watching us and listening to us or watching us on Twitch right now, we did implement a bunch of commands. Um, you can do exclamation point commands to see all of them are out there. Uh, we make sure that we implemented all the timers. Uh, so if that uh, goes off or is a little weird, let us know. Um, keep us informed. We don't want to spam yellow with anything, but if you want to do some fun stuff or just see what things are going on, uh, we did that. It was requested. Um, so, yes. You know, it's uh, pink Legionnaires. So we got that going. Um, <laughs> I did. I did color my hair. So no one asked me what I did this week. I colored my hair. <laughs> I thought that was obvious. I did implement a new extension extension on uh, Twitch, but I turned it off, or it should be off. You should not be seeing the D and D one on Twitch uh, because there is a new D and D campaign coming up, uh, probably starting. Uh, Probably beginning of next month. Myself, Rebecca, Banky, Jackie, Captain Mizzy, and Josh will be playing the rhyme of the whatever it is. The rhyme of the whatever it is. You heard it here first. Oh, God. Folks. What is that? What is it? Um, COVID brain. Again, <laughs> yeah. COVID Brian, as he wrote. So all, I, all I can think of is like. The rhyme of the ancient mariner, but I don't think that's it. Rhyme of the frost maiden. Sorry. Uh, oh, that kind of rhyme. Rhyme of the frost maiden. Who's playing men? The first <laughs> thing I thought was who's playing Minchinos when I saw you type okay. that Banyan, which makes more sense for uh, Vlieger Dragon and I than anybody else in this chat right now. Wait, probably. Do you, mean, do you mean Minsk or do you mean Minsk? Minsk. Big Minsk. Minsk. <laughs> a town in. Oh, no, it's got a C on the case. Sort of a... It's in Boo. Not in the Ukraine. Lithuania? Oh, my gosh. Now I have to Google it. So hopefully that's taken care of. Yeah, hopefully you shouldn't see that on Twitch stream, but if you do, let me know. Belarus. Rhyme, not rhyme. <laughs> um, other than that, um, Bayan, I will walk downstairs and stab you. <laughs> stab you, like literally. I uh, the rhyme no, probably I, has a lovely moon path. Don't, I'm don't, just saying. Do not encourage him, Kathy. I will fucking hear it all night, and I will have to shoot it. <laughs> No, no, Captain. No, it's not. It's not puns. Oh, motherfucker! You think I'm joking? Give me a moment. <laughs> John's gonna go down and stab, stab him with somebody. the moon pie. While John's down there stabbing Banyan. <laughs> um, let's talk about our sponsors. We want to thank Muse on Minis for hosting our file and putting it out there and uh, putting it out to everybody. We also want to thank uh, Creature uh, Creature Caster, which is going to be um, one of the things we're going to talk about because uh, we are a creature creator. Um, we want to thank Metalhead Minis, 
Lynn is doing some awesome work, guys. She's also hosting our store. So you can buy some of our products. You can hit the exclamation, exclamation point merch, and you can see the link to our store. Um, and uh, anything you buy there goes directly straight into our um, podcast so we can buy better equipment, upgrades, you name it. Um, and then we got uh, Tectonic Crest Studios. Dan the man. I'm just picturing my head, John, rucking down there and stabbing Baneon real quick. <laughs> real quick. Real quick. And then, then I'll be back. Um, go check out Dan. I'm sure he could use some help during this COVID time. Buy some cool little terrain from him. Um, <laughs> so, other than that, um, John, do we have any tributes today? Uh, let's see. Baneon? R.I.P. Baneon. Uh, no, uh, uh, Eddie Van Halen passed this week. Did. After a long battle with throat cancer. Yep. And then also Gene Deach, who was the creator of Tom and Jerry and Popeye. I saw that too, which I thought was interesting. I was like, he was like 90 something though, wasn't he? So, I mean, he was. Uh, he was 96-ish. So he lived a really good long life. Yeah. Unfortunately, Eddie was only, what, 65? Yeah, but, he wasn't. I mean, cancer's a motherfucker. It'll take anyone. I don't care. Yeah. So, um, with that, Kathy, what are you drinking tonight? I am drinking uh, rum and coke. Yep, uh, rum wins. Rum wins. <laughs> uh, John, what are you drinking tonight? Uh, I have an actual darkens for me, which, if you're wondering, is a little bit of lime juice with uh, Kraken rum and ginger beer in this case. Oh, that sounds good. That doesn't sound bad. Uh, tonight, I have been pretty dehydrated because I went and got a, worked more on my tattoo on my left leg. And so, of course, that is, you know, going to be something I have to get extra fluids in my body because my left, bottom of my left leg, my calf and everything, and my ankle are swollen up like crazy. So, I'm going to be drinking water tonight. So, um, guys, please take care of yourself out there. Look after each other. Um, see something going on, report it, see something that shouldn't happen, yeah, step in and help. Um, make sure you check on your friends. Go up there and say hi to them and, you know, send a quick message. I hadn't heard from one of my friends and uh, checked up on her and said, hey, how you doing? She's like, I'm doing great. Thanks for checking on for me. I appreciate it. Um, it doesn't have to be anything big. Just say, hey, how's it going? Um, doing that. Uh, we are going to be having a petition uh, up pretty soon to see if John will wear his new mask uh, one entire podcast. Um, I think he would die of uh, <laughs> heat stroke. He tried that. He wouldn't die from that mask. No, it just, it just, I mean. Tie a string to it. <laughs> just, there's no place to tie the strings. You make a hole. I mean, really? it to my face? Yeah, um, you just glue it to drill, your face. Drill it out. So, guys. I mean, technically, you could get that the glue they use for uh, makeup and all, you know, for. for yeah, and I could, like. <laughs> Stick it to my face, that'd be mildly uncomfortable. Yeah, just, just drill it out <laughs> I mean, at the temples. So everyone can get, I mean, it looks worse. And I think she should put like, and he should do like the black eye makeup so it's all blackened in like Batman and such. And so he has to wear oh, that. Oh, yeah. The with that Gonzo is I cannot do the chat. I cannot read the chat. Yeah, yeah. I cannot no read glasses. the dice on the screen. I would be hopeless. I can't read shit without my glasses. <laughs> hey, it's shocking. My eyes are fucked up. 
That's how I am with that. Because I put that other one on. The the mask that Gonzo sent me is really cool. I want to paint that up. But I cannot see anything. Oh, yeah. You can't see anything out of these. Without my glass. It fits well. But I'd have to take my glasses off. And so, therefore, yeah. I mean, technically, I could just, like, take an old pair of glasses and put the lenses in there. But that's not as... Either going to be really half-assed and still hard to read, or not work very well, or maybe both. I need to finish painting this up, though. I need to paint that up. My uh... only we had a podcast where we painted. Yeah, no shit. Let's go ahead and finish it up, though, guys. Please take care of yourself out there. Um, everybody, cheers. Cheers. Oh man, that's tasty. I'm telling you, Captain Mizzy. The I only drink I actually measure coke. out. I rescued this Coke that was absent rum. An Infinitely Gauntlet bust? Are you like wanting the bust of Thanos or you just want a gauntlet? Six bit. Six bit. Because I actually have a file down and I haven't sliced it up yet, but it is a complete, fully functioning, working, and wearable Infinity Gauntlet. So. We're going to do that. You know what would be cooler than that is a Witchblade gauntlet. Oh, Witchblade. Ooh, that's, a, that's something I haven't heard of in a long time. That'd be cool. All right, I'm going to switch over to this. Uh, I'm going to be one. There's a name I've not heard in a long time. <laughs> All right. Um, Someone said that at work, but I responded to something like, I imagine you doing that in your best Obi-Wan voice. Then I hear from the pot from a, a cube over or whatever. People are like, who's Obi-Wan? And I'm like, I, what? I can't even with you right now. Hey, it's a Necron. Either of those would be awesome, yeah. Which, by the way, I uh, put together the Silent King model. And uh, fuck that model, by the way. Okay, noted. Silent King, fuck him. Uh, the models... Okay, rules, awesome. Putting it together, sucks balls. Oh, I could swear that there were two other people complaining about that oh. over the course of this weekend. It would not shock me at all. Ooh, 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 ooh. I know some people didn't get to see this one, but check out this motherfucker. Mm -hmm. I really like this guy. He came out really well. Oh, I think... So Gonzo knows what I'm breaking open in this bag here. I'm actually going to take a picture beforehand for my hobby stream. But, uh... Do I need to change the resolution here, or change yeah. the size of your... Ooh, Monday just got shitty. Er. All right. Well, no, 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 no. Because I'm going to have these. I mean, you know what it is. I mean, unfortunately, it looks like one of the legs uh, busted a little bit, Gonzo. I've got to glue it back. Oh, uh, which one? What are we talking about? This thing. The, one of the legs broke? Oh, yeah, yeah. Just right here. Let me see. Hold it up. I can't see it. Let's see. Right here. Oh, man. Okay, yeah, I can glue that. That's not going to be a problem. Yeah, the glue's fine. The other one's fine. The other leg. Fine. You know. I like how it's got the clips here. So you could theoretically have it movable. Uh-huh. I don't know if they're going to work, but I feel like they're going to be a little... Venion <laughs> wants to know what that is. I don't know. What is that? So, I mean, hold on. You, you didn't show him all your toys you got? It's the front part of it. Hold, hold on, hold on. Let me make it really big for him. Okay, I mean goes together and looks like that. 
don't know. <laughs> so it could be some sort of battle tech model, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> up there with this weird bulbous cockpit. I don't know. Well, it didn't have like some like shoulder mounted things. Oh yeah, yeah. It's got these cool missile pods that go on the shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> it's got two of them, one for each shoulder, almost like ears, like big ears that go up on top. <laughs> you know these, these these weapon pod arms? They're very distinctive, don't you think? With the hexagon, hexagonal shape. <laughs> <laughs> you know, pretty cool. <laughs> for me, that's listening. Uh, um, for those of you listening, it's a uh, it's a Timberwolf, aka Mad Cat, from BattleTech. I um, so for John's birthday, I was trying to print off him that Doctor Doom mask, and it failed. It was a forty-eight hour print, and it failed at like Baneon day one and a half. Wants. He wants, he wants, 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 wants. Baneon wants one of those Mad Cats. Mm-hmm. If we knew. What? Mother of God, he said, I want one. <laughs> oh, so one. I've got the files that and they're printed up and nerdy. He trash Rama. So the trash that cat is mad. So very mad. You should put it together and show us how big it is. Whoa, I mean it's a family stream, isn't it? No, not really. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey Kathy, you remember this guy right here? I know we're supposed to be painting, but you remember this guy right here? I can't see uh the jo- uh the, the Jester? This is how they want me to model it and put it on the base. They want me to put it and balance it like this. How uh, in physics name is it supposed to? Yeah. Oh, the physics got nothing to do with wait, that. How, wait, it's supposed to go on the toe post? No, it's supposed to go on the bells. It's supposed the... to lean on the bells. And I'm like, what? So what I'm going to actually do. Wait, we were talking... just, they might as well just ask you to make it floating an inch above the base well what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna take i have a couple of brass rods and i'm gonna run a brass rod right up his ass Uh and and put it and drill it into the base because here's the base is that a brass rod or an ass rod it's gonna be an ass rod it's gonna be a brass ass rod and i'm gonna have him floating and just have it where his you know the the blade is just barely touching i would have maybe drilled into his see i don't have that blade i just have the toe correct well when you when i printed that off for you that's the size that they suggested i printed that and tiny it's super tiny and i can see that there are parts that are so fragile that they Mm -hmm. just they either just immediately break when you're trying to take the supports off yeah because originally i thought the toe this right here wasn't a blade i thought it was a a support so i cut it off for you because but then the blade that's on the foot i was like Oh, that's not a support. That's a blade. And I'm sitting here looking at it going, there's no way that could be a blade. Where is it even coming out? Does it just come out of his heel? Does it come out of the bottom of his foot? Because it's not coming out of the toe of his slipper. Like, what exactly is going on with that blade? There's my critique. Yeah. Well, part of it. I could go on. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to put a brass rod right down the center of it. And when I paint it, and then I'm going to stick it on the base and have him just like, you know, have it where it's just barely touching the base, and then that's going to be what it's going to yeah. happen. Um, and then, of course, for people who can see it, the mummy that I printed out, and she's super legit with the sword sticking through her chest. Or see, that's what whatever. I was thinking, Beanie on. Uh, running, a, running a pin through his foot and into the, uh, the, the top of the tombstone and having him just sort of his toe touching the tombstone. But this was the model that I'm going to paint. It's Flamacea. 
Um, make sure I'm always on stream because it's coming. Hmm. Um, and it's a lady with a flame whip, and she's got um, back here. She's got her second flame whip here, one flame whip, and her. So is there going to be a lot of object source lighting here going on? I'm going to try, Kathy. I'm going to try. There is no try. Is do or do not. Yeah. So, but that's the reason why I wanted to do this, because I want to do it, and I want to say paint like you, but use your techniques that you've, that you've done before, and see how that is. Um, there's some, I cleaned off my desk today, so it's kind of a little dusty. Uh, but she's got a flame whip here. And then she's got a rolled up flame whip here. And then her dress actually has flames on it too. Along this edge and along this edge. That seems like it'd be very fun to paint. I, that's the reason why I was like, I want to do this one. So, Like a challenge, but fun. Correct. And you know what? I usually don't paint models unless they're like for a game. So this is something different for me. So I kind of want to do this. I you know, want to get this and kind of see how it's going to work and such. And hopefully it you know, looks decent. So... I have my first gray. Can I just dry brush this all over? Yes. Okay. So let's go. I'm, I'm going to go do that. And that's going to take a little while um, and everything. So while we do that, let's talk about um, what are you going to do? Band list first or the judgment discussion first? So we should just to start out with say that Gonzo is doing this, uh, what I like to call half-ass zenithal, which is dry brushing the hell out of the model with a lighter gray color so he's starting out with a black primer he's uh he's going to be dry brushing this medium valued sort of gray color Dark, onto it gray. and that's that's how i tend to start most of my models so he's going to be doing that today yeah so it's a dark warm gray it's the proacrylic version uh which of course we all love love their paints and it should be noted that in order to do the, the half-ass zenithal, it's all about the values of between light and dark. So it really doesn't matter necessarily the color that you're using. You can use straight-up gray. You can use a warm gray. You can use a cool gray. You can use a blue gray, a green gray, you know, a brownish gray. As long as the value of the color is sort of a, a mid-tone which is to say sort of halfway between white and black if you can imagine you know a value that's sort of halfway between the lightest and the darkest i mean because i really like i've got an, another light gray which is the graphite by uh, scale color and then a natural light nat neutral gray and then the titanium white and both of those yeah. are pro acryls so, I mean, because I really want the flame to really, really stand out on this because yeah. it's such a prominent feature and so on and so forth on this model. So, Crash, it's a little bit of both. The half ass and Amazon. Yeah, they, they go hand in hand. Crash, half ass and Zenithal. Or side by side? Or side by side. <laughs> Halfway, but not half ass. <laughs> so, you can see a stark difference in value already yeah. right and that's oh, yeah. what you want you want to be able to see a a difference you don't want a gray that's so dark that you can barely tell that it's there hey sarge 
need some more blue tack underneath this because it's moving around a lot. See, now our command for hugs has Streamlabs hugging Sarge instead of having Captain Mizzy hugging Sarge. That's the craziness of commands. When we're learning, we're just learning how to do the command thing. John, are you sanding? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. John okay. has the mask on. He must be sanding. Oh, I didn't. I can't, I can't see my screen So while we're streaming. So. Okay, so now that you're on your way with your dry brushing of your stuff, we can start talking about our topic. Our okay. Topic. So let's go with the creature caster slash judgment discussion. Because, okay, judgment is a game that is a MOBA style miniature game. They make amazing models. Um, their models are 75 millimeter, I think is what it was, is what they are. And they're 54 millimeter. Are they 54? Yeah. They're just, they're big. I mean, they're huge. I've oh, had, so they're old Inquisitor scale then. Yeah, yes. They're, yeah, 54 scale. And, and they're great models. There's nothing wrong with their models. They're just, for a miniature game, when you need 5 to 12, depending on what type of thing you're playing, you are paying 50 to 70 bucks a model. Um, so that was like a, a turn on for some people, turn off for some people, which I can understand. Mm -hmm. I, I, I don't have an issue with that. Um, but they recently announced that they are partnering up with Creature Caster and Creature Caster is going to be doing their models now. And on top of that, the models are getting scaled down. They are actually, They're going down to 32 millimeter. Yes. So Marvel Crisis Protocol scale. Yes. So, but but their reason for that is that it allows for larger models like trolls, like giants, like dragons. dragons. Yeah, cause they because they definitely said they wanted to do dragons. Because millimeter, if you have a dragon, that dragon's going to be fucking huge. high. Yeah. yeah. So now that it's scaled down, you can have a dragon. It's going to be a reasonable size for a tabletop war game. But I think it's interesting that they, I mean, I wouldn't say Creature Caster makes great models, so I can see them teaming up with Creature Caster. Um, their resin's good. Uh, the models, their sculpting's really good. So I don't see a major issue with them or whatever. Now, people, some people are upset because they are changing the way the looks. They're re-sculpting all the original models and making new models for them. Which they kind of have to do because a model that was scaled for 54 is not going to look right to scale down. Correct. No matter what you might think. It would be okay, but it's really, if you're putting out a product and you're doing this, do you want okay or do you want good? Correct. And Creature Caster, of course, is going to do a good, I mean, they're going to do a good model. They've already shown they're a few. They're going to do a fantastic model, I'm yeah. pretty sure. The point I was getting to is not like they're going to half-ass the model. Yeah. Yeah. And they, they've got a few out that they've already shown of, you know, this is the new release of this model. And such. Um, some people are concerned that they may be that the models may get too sexualized because, of course, Creature Caster and some of their models are, you know, topless and so on and so forth. But they're not, you know, they're not like, uh, what is that one game? They don't feel compelled to do that. Correct. I mean, they can rein it in for, you know, for, for what a game is. Correct. They don't have but to do they it. They are they are making their models be uh, playable in this game, aren't they? Aren't they 
No, we're talking about judgment. Correct. The judgment models that they've already got. Um, you And one of the things people were asking is, are my large-scale models still playable? And they says, yes, you can still play with your large-scale models. They are not telling I people no. I imagine as long as they're on the correct base because they're moving to a hex-based well, yeah, and they said that system. it wouldn't matter if it's... Are they always on a hex-based system? No, they were not. They were... They, um, you're probably thinking of God-tier. I am thinking of God-tier, yeah, thank you. God-tier did hex-based. They moved by inches and such. So, move into a hex-base, as long as the base can fit in the hex, which all their models can, they said there's not going to be any difference. You can still use those models. Um... So I'm like, okay, as long as, I mean, it'll look weird compared to the new models, of course, but they're remaking its version two of their game where the, um, instead of moving by inches, it'll be moved by hexes, which I can kind of see. Um, we all want a clean game when we play. And if you just move by hexes, it really, there's no argument. If you're too close, too far away, or you mess up a measurement or whatever, or you bump a model, it's just there. So I don't see an issue with that. I'm, I'm, I'm optimistic for them. One, uh, cool new models that are look really cool from Creature Caster. Yes. Don't have a problem with that. Um, a cleaner, more precise game. Yeah, no problem with that either. They're going to be pretty models at oh. 32 millimeter. And they will probably, for ones that end up being more popular for in general, that people would want as display models, it would probably be easier based on how they sculpt them digitally <clears throat> for the models to then be produced at a larger scale for, you know, display pieces as an option. Yeah. Well, one thing that you have to think about this, if you, the standard game size is 5v5, so five models against five models. Um, and if you think about it, if you're paying almost 50 bucks a model, you know, that's a pretty hefty price. And they've got like 30 models, 40 models in the game. So, I mean, you're going to be spending a lot of money. Now, when they drop these down to probably 17 to $20 a model. That's a more reasonable price for a game. Um, because that was one of the big turning turnoff points was the cost. Um, they did say that they are doing something to people that have bought mats um, already because the game is played on a mat and played on a circled uh, playing surface. Um, and they said they are going to be doing something for people that have already bought mats. And okay. so they can get, you know, the, the other mats that probably at a cheaper rate or, you know, get a discount. That's cool. Well, hopefully they do something like, uh, flames of war did, uh, or the battlefront did when they came out with the new edition of flames of war. And basically if people had the old rule book, they, they could just get the new rule book and, and they're like, here, here you go. Oh, just a, I mean, a that could be maybe not exactly what they're doing, but they could do something similar to that. Yeah. They didn't say yet, but they said they are going to do something. So, 
people don't feel like they're cheated out of what they bought type thing. So um, they did release a little bit of rules changes already for some of their most popular starter pieces. I didn't get a chance to do a compare of that, but um, I asked one of the, one of their big players that I know that plays the game a lot. And he says he's not seeing anything that has, that he's concerned about on the game. He says that, of course, people are going to bitch and complain and whine because... There will always be people who do that. Correct. It doesn't matter. It mean, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you do. Correct. And the thing is, is we've got on top of that, you know, gamers hate change. So, I mean, there's always that. Um, but he says he didn't see anything... And doesn't feel like anything is going to annoy him or turn him off from the game. So as you're doing your half-ass zenithal here, uh-huh. you've moved to your lighter color, right? A Correct. Lighter gray. A, a lighter gray. So you want to keep an eye on where your light sources are. And you don't want to put this lighter gray overall over everything. Because all it's going to do then is cover up your previous gray. Well, I'm yeah, doing this one like really, really, really light because I have one yeah. more gray after this. But, but you imagine, also want to keep in mind of yeah. where your light is coming from because it's uh, supposed to sort of cheat the shading of it. Yeah. Yes. So light sources that are coming, usually, typically, they're coming from sort of above. And then you also have the ones coming from the, the flame whips. So you want to keep that in mind as you go and those areas are going to be lighter and like the tops so see what you're doing with her leg Mm -hmm. i would have not touched the calf with this color i would have touched the top of her thigh because it faces upwards more a little bit whereas her calf is basically perpendicular to the earth so that's not going to get as much of the light that's coming from above you know okay. what I mean? Well, I, like I said, I have one more gray, so I'll definitely make sure that I put that lighter gray up here yeah. instead of down here. But these are the these are the things when you're when you're doing shading and highlighting. These are the things to you consider that that really that really make things look a little more three dimensional. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Only oh, generally, I understand. Uh, Warhammer Underworld, uh, Warhammer Underworld is a great hack space game, and I think honestly. Becoming a direct competitor for that, for a GW game like that, is potentially a horrible mistake. I like their reasoning behind it. While they were saying it may have more of a feel uh, of a board game when you're moving on hexes. However, if they want this game to be a competitive tournament game. Which it is. Which is is the direction that they want to go with it then nobody's going to be able to fudge hexes. You can't just, like, measure it out and be like, well, this is just a little... Let's just, you know, budget a few millimeters this way or that way. You can't do that. You're either in the hex space or you're not in that... Or you're in that hex space or you're not in that hex space. And there's no, oh, I bumped my model. It was here. And there's, there's none of that you know, with, uh, that you get with X-Wing kind of stuff. So absolutely, it it is definitely a cleaner way to play a game if they want it to be mainly made for tournaments. Absolutely. Cannot argue with that. Yeah. I felt like that was a good direction to go because they really wanted to be more serious competitive tournament game. Uh, So that's, that's 
the serious competitive sort of board miniature games, let's say, like that, that is actually a spot where there's not a lot of competition right now. Yeah. It is Warhammer Underworlds, and I don't think Chromaster is still going, so I think it's Warhammer Underworlds. Yeah. Which, um, if y'all would like, I can talk to Jeff uh, Galea. He's he uh, he's a good friend of mine, and uh, if you'd like, we can get him on the podcast and we can talk about it. Uh, Jeff Galea is another old Warhammer, War Machine of Hordes player and Warhammer player, I think, also. Yeah, Jeff. Um, Jeff runs the JNAC, which is their Judgment North America tournament um, at Warfare Weekend, and him and I have got to be pretty close. And we watched, you know, I bought all of his models and talked to him and met him. Is he in Australia still? He is still in Australia, but he is willing to come. I mean, he streamed a guy a game of a Judgment with our, one of the him and one of the top Judgment players on Warfare Weekend. So if anybody would like. I mean, I can talk to him and see if we can get him on the show to have him, you know, sure. come and talk about stuff. That would be cool. I mean, he'd be a good guest as a, you know, I mean, he's been a hunt on the podcast. I think he even had his own for a while there. Yeah. So, I mean, we can get him on here. But yeah. I, I think it's a good step for them because they are doing a new edition, um, of course, because they're moving to, you know, a higher, um, a smaller model and also um, a different uh, system of measuring a movement, which I, I think is good. Trying to do everything all at once, like don't don't ground like one change here, one change there, just like new edition. Here's all the changes. Yeah, yeah I imagine that's probably what's going to happen. You know, new edition. Who I'm curious yeah. if it's going to be uh, much much more different. You know, like like war cradle did with wild west exodus when they got it and came out with the new edition i say new edition but it's really just a new game yeah but i mean judgment's a good game judgment's a solid game it's quick and easy um don't need terrain you just throw down the mat and you go um you don't have to have a ton of models and with the price point going down it's even better they they'll be able to pull more people into their game damn it what? Trash Ramus is also right. Quest uses hex space moving too. Yep. Yeah, but that's not meant to be a competitive game. They've said that specifically. Yeah. They they, they do have competitive they do have like I don't want to say tournaments, but they do have events for um Riot Quest, but it's nothing serious and it's it's not yeah. meant to be taken serious either. So Still it is interesting that more more games seem to be Floating that Going way. to hex base, which is interesting. Yep. To be fair, War Machine of Hordes could almost go to hex base. Um, we had a discussion about <laughs> that. Super serials. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so that gray's done. Um, so why don't we talk about um, um, Marvel Crisis? Protocol yeah, the restriction and, and banned list. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. What do you want to say about it? Um, well, I, w I want to take it twofold because there's been some issues, or to say some people. We're going to play, I'm not even playing devil's advocate, but you always have two two discussions Wait, on this. are you no, saying no. that there's people who are complaining about it? Yes. Internet? Oh my gosh. What? What? What with the whole, you know, gamers don't like change and, you know, how dare, how dare you okay. get rid of my... You know, favorite card. I can't believe they're doing this. It doesn't bode well for the health of the game if they have to ban cards already. 
<laughs> yeah, I read a thread. Don't. I didn't. Yeah, yeah, I, mean, I saw that. I'm like, dude, you don't even understand how these things work, do you? No, I mean, every game does that. Every game goes through that. Every single game goes yeah. through yeah. that. So, I mean, because you, you've got, you, you look at it two ways. One, um, they realize that these cards are a problem. In competitive play, the, all these cards are only banned and restricted in narrative oh, in narrative play things is what they call their tournament scene or whatever it is it's a, uh, it's an organized play game organized play yes that's what yeah. i can't remember what the word is so these games are well, you can't use those cards in organized play and so i talked to one of my friends that is pretty big into marvel crisis protocol and asked him about it and he goes no those cards should be taken to organized play because they're broken he yeah. says for fun play no big deal. Continue to womp ass on your friends Correct. in casual play with your beat stick cards. However, in organized play where they want people to have fun, oh, wow. they're banning them. Uh, I would say in organized play where it's a much more likely time for people to not have fun because of due to the nature of people and being a little competitive. Yeah, See, and and that's what they're trying to alleviate with this. Indeed, it's a good idea. It's they're trying I mean, to honestly, get rid of the broken stuff right off the bat, and I mean, make it where I want to say even playing field. But they've noticed that all of these cards are ones that are always taken, and overplayed, and overdone, and abused. So oh yeah, when they, I they, first when I first heard that they were doing banned and restricted. I was worried that there was going to be a character or something. I, know, I, I was, was too. And I was like, uh-oh. And then I started reading it, and I'm like, oh, oh, okay. It's, it's just some of, the, some of the cards and some of the options. And it's not even like a lot of cards. Yeah. No. It's just a very few. Yeah. Which and I, some of it, them are restricted, which means they are not banned, but you, oh. it restricts the amount of them in which, which you can use in a game. Correct. So... Here's here's the list. It is one banned card, the team tactic card drop off, which if I remember correctly, I saw people as soon as they saw it, like abusing the fuck out of. Oh yeah. And then from the restricted list, you can only play two of those cards, and they are, uh, they're all team tactic cards. It's brace for impact, doom prophecy, field dressing, metapack, and patch up. Three of which are healing. The doom prophecy, if I remember correctly, makes someone like. Fucking super duper offensive at the cost of their defense, which can be crazy good. And brace for impact, uh, I think it's just when everyone plays because they hate getting you know train stomped on their face. But sometimes that's a legitimate tactic with other teams. So it's not even like it's a ton of cards. There is no. one banned card, and then of the restricted cards, you just can't take three of them. You can take two of them, but not three. Correct. And what they're doing is they're getting ahead of the game. They literally are getting ahead of the game and saying, hey, we know that these cards can be an issue in competitive, organized play, and so we're going to implement this. No problem they, they, with that. In certain circumstances, they can be used for much greater effect than they were intended. Yeah. Now, like what Kathy was saying, when I first saw that, I was like, oh, shit, what characters are they banning and restricting? And I was like, well, you can't really restrict characters because characters, you know, you can only have one of them to begin with. But banning them, and I was I was worried when I first saw it, and um, they're not. They're they said they will never, or they're going to try their hardest never to ban or restrict or do anything to models. 
Well, yeah, it's easy. They could literally <laughs> just make a card pack and have, oh, here are new rules for this person. These are the ones you use in tournament play. Look, job's done. You balance whatever's broken. You know, because it's hard. They can balance all they want internally, but they do it in play cycles. Yeah. Like, no matter how much you try, you're not going to see as much of the old stuff when you're playtesting new stuff. Trust us, I've done playtesting for some people. You don't look at the old stuff as much as the new stuff when it comes out. Uh, and when stuff becomes a problem, it's because the way it interacts with old stuff, not because of how it interacts with new stuff. Because that's usually covered in the entirety of it. Correct. But they well, did definitely said that they would not ban or restrict models. If they banned or restrict models, I mean, that, that would be, you know, bad. The model would have to be egregious. That would be a, I would say, as far as the company's concerned, a fireable offense as far as lack of proper playtesting. You, yeah, you would have to just rewrite the model. and. Yeah, you, you just rewrite the model because that's like a huge yeah. thing. Or you create some, I hate to say it, bullshit ruling that just makes that not work the way people were yeah. using. Cause but they haven't had to do that. So, yeah. Acid Burn Punk, hey, how you doing? Uh, what is this from, Gonzo? Uh, type exclamation point. Wait. What is it? Let's test out our new stuff. Testing it out. There it is. What is it? There it is. There's yeah. a link to it. It is the Flamacia model from uh, Infinite Heroes, or Heroes Infinite, uh, from their 3D print, uh, from their Carnival. Oh, yeah, it's the, uh, so Raging Heroes, I didn't realize that they have a Patreon called Heroes Infinite, and the month of October, it's the, uh, the Carnival, what is it, Carnival carnival or something like that it's it's, Carn it's, it's, it's evil all, yeah. something it's all halloween themed it's evil. so they have word. they have this and they have the uh mummy the the mummy they have the the jester that he printed out they have the the vampire pumpkin riding goblins What's... that gonzo printed out and sent to me that i was painting uh last week which I will probably be painting some more. And you know what's I so have... funny about that, Kathy? About those pumpkin riders? What's that? Okay, she got him on the mail and sent me a message, and like an hour before she went to go stream, and then she's painting them. I already got them primed yeah. and painting them on stream the day she, like the Yeehaw, hour she got them. <laughs> yes, it, it's the we had like a, yeah on Friday we developed an entire or was it Thursday? It was Thursday. Thursday. We developed this entire scenario of, you know, this goblin culture of uh, the pumpkin rodeo. Every, the every, rodeo? every, every October they have a festival because during the harvest, when the pumpkins come to life, they, they harvest them, they train them and they have jack-o'-lantern races. They have bucking jack-o'-lanterns uh, competitions and my one pumpkin, my one goblin, I don't know if he just didn't get printed with his one arm. No, like he did. His one arm, his one arm is holding the stem of the pumpkin and his other arm's like way up like this, like he's riding a bull, right? And but his arm is like disappeared at the elbow. I think it broke off in shipping or something. And uh, so I'm like, this is the one-handed guy, but his yeehaw arm broke off. 
His yeehaw arm. That's what I was calling it. That's his yeehaw arm. That's his yeehaw arm. And, uh, he, uh, as a child, he was in a combine harvester accident and lost the, uh, his arm. And still was able to become a champion bucking pumpkin rider. Yes, that's what we talk about in my painting stream. <laughs> <laughs> of course they make exploding pumpkins, Legionnaires. Also sounds like Kath needs to get the Carver model from Malifaux. It's like a big, you know, pumpkin-headed, cleaver-wielding... Oh, I like it already. Pumpkin-headed, cleaver-wielding. These oh, yeah. are two key things. Even Ever better, since, he's uh, a usable proxy in the game. He is a counts as uh, Killjoy, I think, who is a cleaver-wielding nightmare machine. Ever since I sculpted that pumpkin head on the Plague Lord, or Lord of Plagues, or, you know, I mean, the Nurgle guy. And Lord of Plagues, same thing? I don't know. <laughs> you know. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. This is the GW fandom. No, they are not the same thing. How dare you get How the name How dare off? you? You cannot. What I need change. is to make... I need a 20-sider that has a whole bunch of uh, synonyms for disease and plague and, you know, all that stuff so that I can come up with fun Nurgle names and roll, like, it's like, roll a d20, roll, like, 2d10, and then you get so-and-so the something of something. You should name your... You should do Bejel. It's B-E-J-E-L. I've named a few of my characters in uh, some RPGs, online RPGs, and Bejel is endemic cephalus. Oh my gosh, acid, acid burn punkos. You have no idea how perfect the timing to find out. I literally just got my first 3D printer in the mail yesterday. Oh, sweet. What did you, what'd you get? Uh, what kind of printer did you get? Damn it. Yes, Gonzo must know all of, uh, all of the things about your 3D printer now, because that's his hobby. <laughs> As if podcasting and painting models... And playing the game wasn't enough hobby. <laughs> well, you know, having a 3D printer is a whole separate hobby. How are we looking on that? I got one left white, and that's going to be where I hit, like, the really, really high spots. So and, and then I'll go back. White, I would just hit the flames with the white. Just the flames? Be, that is going to be brightest spots is where the flames are okay always when you are painting flames and object source lighting the source of the light is going to be the brightest thing on the model always it should be it should be <laughs> <laughs> unless you're gonzo and you fuck it up where'd you fuck it up gonzo fuck it up man i use a smaller dry brush for that the, the kitty Kitty S-Box? Kitty? Q-I-D-I S-Box? Gonzo? I don't know it. A resin or FDM? <gasps> Use those fancy words again. Those oh. acronyms. Those acronyms. Resin. The resin printer? Don't know it. Crash Rama says, I got an Epax X1. Because I, I am Epax. lazy and wanted it as simple as possible. Hi, Lady B. Hi, Lady B Miniatures. So it's a printer that came out this summer. Yeah, probably a reason why I don't know it. Gonzo, you don't know? I don't know. I, don't. I think these leg ones are too tight, Gonzo. 
gonna have to take a look here. The leg ones are too tight. Yeah, I think they are. They gotta, uh, gotta sand them or. So when I say paint the flames white, I don't mean dry brush. I mean I like every part that's an actual flame should just be straight up white. Yeah, I'm, what I'm doing is I'm getting uh, where I can see it a little bit easier because mm -hmm. my eyes are for shit. Oh, I hear that. <laughs> I, yeah. That's the thing that I like about doing the dry brush thing is it just picks out all the little details that you would have missed and you don't. You know, all those little things where you either didn't notice it or you're like, what the hell is this even supposed to be? And yeah. all of a sudden you dry brush and you're like, oh, it's a pickle. Or it's a ladle. Is that like some sort of targeting thing over his eye or is that hair? Yeah. I had that problem with the Legion model. I'm like, I don't know. It's hair. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, I'm just doing you know, the Reaper minis have that where they've got all these things hanging off of their belt. And you're like, is it a scroll? Is it a pouch? Is it a ladle? Is it a hammer? I'm not sure. Whatever you want. Until then you like dry brush it and you're like, oh, all becomes clear. Anion says, I keep looking at 3D printing. Phoenix Paper and I were looking at a 3D laser printer printers earlier this week. It can cut wood as as well it's a bit pricey yeah oh yeah the you can yeah. do with the laser printer you can do MDF. metal too you can do different kinds of metal not just wood but you can do all kinds of different materials you can do acrylic oh, they're acrylic really versatile printing. yeah okay. wow that was a pain in the ass did it go in we're not doing phrasing anymore <laughs> phrasing? <laughs> we haven't done phrasing ever. Oh, fair enough. Then, uh, yeah, I went in. Good. <laughs> I don't give up easy. Yeah, I figured you might have to do some shaving or whatever on it. No shaving. I'm going to do a little bit on this skull. Pure force. And phrasing's out the window completely. Okay, so I got where I want to put my white. Should, since we're going to do uh, object source lighting, should I do a little bit of white here on her butt where that flame yeah. went? So yep. I should do some white on that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, all the places where you can, where you think, uh, if you're visualizing where the, the, the flame. flames are going to hit her the brightest, like on her hair. And yeah, because like, like right along here. Any place where it's right next to where the, the whip is, like on her dress, where it's almost touching. Yeah, because like right here, right here. You're rewiring your house, Legionnaires. Damn. Sounds like fun. Not really. No. But good on you for uh, doing something brave like that. The captain busy. I just saw that. Just finished a moderate heart attack from thinking I lost important stuff. Oh, man. That's an awful feeling. Oh. Uh, Lady B. Gonzo's just trying to do the, uh, the Zenithal sort of uh, shading, uh, pre-shading on a model. Uh, just and, to try and uh, do something new for that model. And it, it is also setting up for object source lighting, for sure. 
that's what we've that's what we've been talking gonzo through today is the the what I like to call my half-ass xenophil, which is all dry brushing. That's usually how I set up my models. And anytime I'm starting a model on my stream, that's that I'll talk my way through what I'm doing with that process. Engineer says we had an electrician come over and we found we have paper wrapped wiring in the Ooh, house. Holy shit. That's not good. Yeah. That sucks. Okay. Yeah. You're just hoping for another stimulus, right? <laughs> Not till after the election, I suspect. Okay. Now I'm going to go through it. Lady B says, I've done zenithal highlighting with Randall Can and then proceeded to white it all out because of my white glazes. Oh. Yeah, I, I've, I haven't tried spraying, to be honest. I know Jim has done the airbrush zenithal but i haven't done the airbrush and i we don't do rattle cam priming at all or any painting with with uh spray paint so it's for me it's i always prime my models just with a brush i just brush on the stainless res and then i just dry brush now dry brushing this stainless res primer doesn't really work for dry brushing because it's so thin it's meant to go through an airbrush. It works great just to brush on the first coat of primer, let that dry, and then go in with your paints, your regular paints. Do not try dry brushing with primer. It, it will fail miserably. You will be sad. I have firsthand knowledge of this because I kept trying to do that. And I'm like, why? Why won't this work? Oh, because it's too thin. And I'll forget that, and I'll start dry brushing with my white primer, and I'll be like, why? Oh, right. Whoops. So then I have to take my just straight-up titanium white, you know, acrylic paint, which is much thicker. And uh, mix that with some uh, other colors to get something quasi-gray. Because it's not 100% gray ever. I mean, no. Um... But, uh, yeah, that's always... Lady B says, Vince Venturella also talks about using dry brushing white in one direction over black. Yep, that's that's pretty much it. I like to use uh, gray in between. So, you know, like a medium gray value, sort of a rate in between black and white, a gray that's kind of in between, or a, a value that's in between your darkest and your lightest, I should say. Because mine aren't 100% gray. Mine are always like, this is blue-gray, this is purple-gray, this is green-gray. It's whatever colors I have mixed with white. This is chartreuse-gray. Yeah. But it's the value that's most important, not the color necessarily. So you want that medium value right in between your darkest dark and your lightest light. And dry brush that on. And then go in with your sort of an off-white color and hit the highlight. And that's that's pretty much it. What time is it, by the way? It's 7.56 or 8.56 Eastern. <laughs> 
So uh, going to back to the the whole Marvel thing and then making a band and restrict it since we got off on it just for a little bit, not a big deal, is it's a preemptive to help and not a nerf and invalidating purchases. And they've said that they don't want to invalidate purchases. They want to make sure that everybody knows that they can still use all the things that they bought and so on and so forth. So I think it's a good thing. It's taking the broken stuff and going, hey, we know this is not a good thing for competitive play. So I'll be blunt. Anyone who doesn't think this is a good thing has a problem. Yeah. I mean, we we all know. I mean, John and I know the people. We've had the people on our podcast before. The 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 team that works on it, Will Shake, is a really uh, nice guy. Um, I've met two. I've met several of them in person, which is a rarity. Yeah, Pagani is really nice. They they know what they're doing, and they're just they're just making sure that they provide a, a good experience with these models and the gameplay, yeah. because while. They, they say their game is not a competitive game. Every game's a competitive game. It's whether you take it that way and you go with it and you go too far or you whatever. Their, their little events that they do, yeah, they're competitive because you still have prices and prizes and stuff that you can win. But it's not uber competitive. But they're making yeah, sure... You want to be competitive without it being a negative play experience. Correct. Um so they're, 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 about that because we did competitive play for uh, MechWare Online, but yeah. that's maybe a topic for another time. But I mean, they're, they're just getting ahead of the game. So, yeah, it's no. a great idea to get ahead. Yeah. Just, we see this as a problem. Not a lot of people playing tournaments right now or any sort of events. So let's nip it in the bud while we got the chance. Yeah. So there's no issues. I don't see a single problem with what they were doing. Nope. Absolutely not. Oh. Um, since the media section is coming up, and we wanted to talk about one subject about in the media section that is not our rating system, and that is the thought that there's a possibility that Wonder Woman will be coming direct to streaming. Um, which I can see that happening. Because uh, someone's got a blink on that, and I'm not sure who's going to do it. Because I mean, obviously, movies are done for now. Yeah. Uh, let's be honest. Theaters have one theater. One of my people told me that was playing. Oh, they're going to play Empire Strikes Back in a theater. I'm like, that's awesome. That's one of my favorite movies ever. I'm still not fucking going. No. <laughs> I mean, it's not worth risking my life and the life of everyone I come in contact with. Yeah. That, so I mean. I mean, it's not. It's really, it's not worth it. So, them thinking, and like someone's, like one of the person was like, no, they'll never do that. I'm like, do they want to get their money back? Do they want to, you know, well, get... So, I hope they do, but Mulan did not do well. Now, granted, that was not really a movie people were asking for. It has a lot of other baggage with it, let's say. Correct, it did. But... Yeah. Bill and Ted's did do very well. Yes, it did. They did. Bill they said has an order of magnitude less budget than something like Wonder Woman. Because you know the budget for Wonder Woman was really high, and so they've got to try to make that money back. Yep. Because they got people to pay, and you know all that stuff. So I mean, in my opinion, I think they should release it to stream on whatever you know service that they want to do, Hulu or. Voodoo or whatever, you know, whatever is out there 
that they want to release it on. Now, is it going to come at a premium price? Yeah. Am I okay with that? Depending on what the price is. Yeah, that, that's the hard that part is going to be getting the price right. There is a right price point, and there are a lot of wrong price points. Um, but the biggest thing is, if you want this movie and you want this potential format to continue, if something comes out that you really want to see, you've got to see it. Yes. No, yeah. like, oh, let's wait. No, you got to. We control whether or not this becomes a new format. If it does poorly, it will not become a new format. Because honestly, the smart play is they know there's not a lot of movies in productions. And they know that there's going to be space to put all these movies out and people wanting to do it. So it might be a great idea to wait until everything's over. And then you're just going to have release after release after release after release. Because the theaters, any theaters that are left, are going to want to rapid charge, get that money, pay off any loans they had to take out to uh, stay in it, stay in business, even if they. Uh, shut down. Um, wow, that's a little harsh. Maybe uh, throttle back on that a tiny bit, Lady B. Um, <laughs> was that? Him? But, uh, but uh, you know, it, it might be worth it for them to hold it, but I would rather see them put it out there and have uh, people able to see it in the meantime. It might become a new format. There are people who don't want to go to the theaters, people who don't like being around other people, people who would love to just have Whatever food, I want a nice steak dinner or watch a movie in some cases. Jesus, at home, that's great. Whatever you want. Oh, I need to pause it and go to the bathroom. Boom. Cool. You can do that. Keep in mind with your light is light there, Gonzo, where uh, where the flames are. And yeah. is it going to be casting shadows down underneath her dress? Well, it's right here. Like this dress, this is going to be the flame. And I figured it would do some osl on this stuff right here such as i was trying mm -hmm. to hit yeah hit i here. like the where the root is and yeah. on the uh bricks right there that's that's nice yeah you, go, Josh, you can you just get disney xd on your tablet and uh pay for it and you can watch me on as much as you want on the toilet and let me be i'm not saying you can't say what you want in the in the chat room but that's a little harsh i understand you may not like the disney princesses and think they're stereotypes that's sort of actually the point of them but remember, there's a lot of young girls. Those are those are their those are their representation. All these girls who are, you know, princesses. It, it's it's inspiring to them, especially in some cases, some of the uh, the newer ones. They really like them. So I mean, it's like we say, don't yuck at someone jump. You don't have to like it. Yeah, I like I says I wasn't gonna pay. I want to see the Mulan movie, but more from a review standpoint type of thing than um, because I yeah. want to see it because. To me, I think they messed up. They didn't include Mushu. They're not singing the songs. You know, it's just, you know, I, it's I, more realistic betrayal, which is okay. They're allowed to do what they want, but it's not something I want to pay a premium for. And I would actually say that, um, Gonzo, that actually makes it a better use of the medium change than any of the others. Correct. Because they change the medium and they're changing enough that it is different. Um, no, not yet, Fanny. Soon Thor will be a Disney princess, but not until that movie comes out. Yeah, not until the new one comes out. Thor is kind of a guy. He does identify as a guy. Thor is a guy right now in the movies. So, there you go. Um, so, that's interesting. I hope to see it. There's a couple guys on Twitter I follow who would love to see it. 
uh, like that, and I, I pull for him. You know, he doesn't like going out. He's occasionally got some health problems. He wants to see it with his dog in the comfort of his home, home with the dog and the wife, drinking his whatever he wants to drink. And Gin and whatever. juice. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm down with it. I think it's an interesting medium. Let them uh, let them go with it. I hope they do it. And But if you like the content they're putting out, like if Wonder Woman 1984 is the one that does it, and you guys are interested, please, please, get some friends together maybe, just a small group, pony up the money, it's all good. Yeah, Banyan does not like gin. So, to actual movies. Uh, actually, before we do that, let's... Uh, so, Leisure, I'm more with that. Klinger and and Frankenfurter are definitely much more Disney princess than uh, than Thor. I was actually watching some match clips earlier, but uh, let's talk about that uh, trailer. I don't know if Gap, Kathy got a chance to see it, but I know Gonzo did the uh, trailer for uh, the Return of Animaniacs on Hulu. Yes, it is coming to Hulu. So I won't see it because I don't have Hulu, and I'm not buying Hulu for Animaniacs. Sorry, I love Animaniacs, but. Yeah. Well, that trailer is very well done because it's a complete spoof up of Jurassic Park, and it is just top notch. Uh, just watching it, especially if you like, uh, if you like Animaniacs, or if you like uh, a particular scene from Jurassic Park, it's worth watching. Gonzo, did you watch Seventeen Things this week? Um, I watched. Um, give me one second. He's got to count. It's a lot. I know Kathy watched at least one. Uh-huh. I watched at least one. It may be the same one. One, two, three. I only watched three things. Oh, very good. Type thing. So, I watched three. Let me switch over to media section. So, Kathy, did you watch more than one thing or just the one thing? Um... I did rewatch a a movie today, so yeah, I watched more than one thing. Oh, there you go. Good. Well, you want to start with your not the thing we watched together. Watch, watch. That was the same. <laughs> yeah, together. yeah. I I watched oh, Sabrina, Sabrina the 1995 version with Greg Kinnear and Harrison Ford, and uh, oh, not Julie the teenage Ormond. witch. What? Not the teenage witch. Not right. Sabrina the Teenage Witch. It's, no. it's, it's the movie Sabrina. Gotcha. I'm with you. The movie I'm with Sabrina. You. The movie Sabrina. Yes. It's a romantic comedy. <laughs> That's fine. And uh, I didn't really expect to talk about it. I just, I saw, I started it yesterday and I finished it today. And uh, did you enjoy it, it again? I did. I did. I knew it was going to happen, and I still enjoyed it. I mean, it's just fun watching it all play out. The actors in it are really good. Yeah, I mean, even Greg Kinnear is a very underrated actor. He doesn't he get is. credit, and he is pretty enjoyable. He's right for his role in every movie I've seen him in. He is very right for his role in this movie. Is kind of like the ditzy brother who, who towards the end, you know, pulls his shit together and proves that Everybody has had a misconception about him the whole time that, I mean, he actually has paid attention to the business. He actually cares about it, where everybody just kind of saw him as like the ditzy party guy who 
only just wanted to uh, meet girls and screw. Uh, Ramos says, Kathy just watched the same movie every week. She always has something to talk about. Problem solved. Was that oh, actually no. a 90s What? Was that a 90s movie? I want to play. I have no clue. Hold on. Well, 1995. Yeah, 1995. It did say that. There you go. Oh, Richard Crenna, is that? I like Richard Crenna. Yep, yeah, he's the, the dad of the girl that Greg Kinnear's character wants to marry. There's this Colonel whole... Troutman. This whole... What? Colonel Troutman. <laughs> Sorry. I don't even remember what that's from. Rambo. I have no idea. Okay. <laughs> Anyways. Anyways. It's it's just it's an enjoyable movie. A girl, she goes to Paris. She kind of discovers who she is after growing up with an obsession for Greg Kinnear's character, who's I don't know, I can't remember the character's actual name. David. So she has this obsession. She goes to Paris. She she meets people, she gets a life, she gets skills, she comes back, she has self-confidence, she thinks that she likes David, and then the other guy, the Harrison Ford's character, Linus, uh, you know, makes a play for her, but only as a, uh, a business move to protect his business interests initially, and he falls in love with her, and then, you know, they all live happily ever after. Boom. No idea that Kim Klein spoke to a French. You know, funny you should mention that trash drama. Uh, since I don't have, I only have one movie to talk about. Um, I watched a video this week. It was like an interview in a car with, um, oh God, what's his name? My brain's not working now. Give me a second here. <laughs> I forgot the name. He's a director, and he acts occasionally. He is the bad guy in Jack Reacher. Um, God, that came out in 2012. Werner Herzog. Oh, yeah. So he's in there, and he's talking about how many... He's talking about how many languages he speaks. And it's funny, he's going on, and he speaks all languages, as they do for Europeans. And he gets a voice like, I also understand French, but I won't speak it. I would only do that if there was a gun pointed to my head. And then he goes on to a story about when a gun was literally pointed at his head and he had to speak French. And at the end of it afterward, he's like, I regret it. I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> I do not know what we're heard problem with the French is, but Jesus, I feel like that needs a movie in and of itself. I love Werner Herzog. He is a good director and he is one of those character actors who proves the old adage, there are no small roles, only small actors. He's all in on everything he does. He's great. Any case, Conzo, what you got? Um, I wanted to talk about a show that's on, like I said, it's on um, Netflix. But it's a CBS show, and didn't even know it was a CBS show. And I started watching it about eight episodes in, and it's called Evil. I think I talk, mentioned this a little bit. Uh, Evil is a show about three characters. Uh, one is a guy that's training to become a priest and works for the Catholic Church. Um, the other one is a clinical psychiatrist, um, and she is like the skeptic 
And then the third guy is like their tech guy. And like, oh, they made this happen because of mirrors or, you know, Wi-Fi and all this other stuff. And what they do is they go around um, trying to find out if these serial type killers or people are possessed by demons or it's a psychology thing or, you know, psychosis or just whatever. Um, so the series starts off with them testing it out and finding out and like they grab a couple of things here and there. And there's still this, so far everything's been explained, so far. Um, but the plot has started to open up into something bigger, which is really good. Um, because if it's always going to be, you know, not supernatural and realistic all the time, it's boring. But there's things that are happening in the show that are, are a little bit of, wait a minute, why? Okay, um... Um, 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 and it's, I'm really enjoying it. It's got great, uh, chemistry between the characters. They've all, they all look like they work together really well. They mold together really well. Everything seems really good with this show. And right now, um, the main plot, I should say, or the main story has finally come through the show. Um, I hope it gets renewed for another season. It's not canceled yet. Um, but with COVID, you never know. Um, but I really, I'm really digging this. It's probably got like a, <laughs> probably got, and like, I would give it maybe one space herpes, um, to it for people that just aren't into this stuff. But all the characters, even the little, her daughter, she's got like four, the, one of the main characters, she has 14, four female, uh, four daughters that are like age, like seven to like 13 or something like that. And it's funny when they get on there because they kind of steal the show with their chattering and being giggly and all this other stuff. And it's a, it's a good break between the serious devil demon stuff and serial killer stuff that goes on. And uh, it's, it's actually really good. I'm really digging it. Um, it's on Netflix for free, of course. Uh, and it's called Evil. Uh, go check it out. There you go. Uh, you give that one space review. I give the conversation in the chat room zero space reviews. <laughs> I can tell. I'm sitting here trying not to laugh while I'm talking about this. So we're challenging me that I don't know the name of the Wonder Ten space pet space monkey. Oh, Gleet. motherfucker! It is a monkey, and I am John. I know. Monkey. I had no doubt. I said, "You know your name." He's Gleek. Yeah. As soon as I saw it, I was like, that's it. Yep. <laughs> um, so what was the two? We talk about the, our Oh, yeah. I've, I've got, like, I got three. Uh, my second one I watched, um, I got home and it was a rough day at work. And I was like, I just need to put on something that just makes me going to just turn my brain off. And, of course, Adam's Family Values okay. was on. Oh, yeah. the, the second one of Adam's Family. And it's still a great movie. It's still fun. still silly. I mean, the characters, they're just, they play everything so great in that. Um, it does go a little off board on a couple of things, but Wednesday Adam going to um, summer camp. Summer camp, yeah. Yeah, that was just, uh, yes, Royal Julia is in. Um, and it, it just, they do that so well. And you just laugh because you know that this is supposed to be the complete opposite of what real life is supposed to be. 
You know, they talk about, you know, disfiguring the baby and, you know, throwing the baby off the balcony and, you know, all this other stuff and so on and so forth. And then you got, you know, Morticia and him and they're like the greatest loving couple in the entire world. And you're like, it's just they play so well with each other and it was done so the the cuts, everything was just done so good. I mean, it gives it's a zero space herpes. There's very little room for any improvement in this movie. Um, I wish they would do a new updated version. Yeah, a couple of goals. I I agree. They they did that animated version. I didn't ever get a chance to see it, but I, I heard good things about it. I've got it on my queue, and I want to watch it because um, I see I see it's on there too. But I mean, Is another that on one. Hulu? Uh, I think it was HBO Max. I'll check. I'll I'll let you know though. That's not. I don't have either one of those. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, fair. So, I I, I really like it. Oh, so so trash has the uh, the uh, the question. Got to choose Adam's Family or Monsters. Which do you prefer? Adam's Family. One is bad, but which do you prefer? Adam's Family. Adam's Family. That's three Adam's families here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. I also enjoyed the monsters, but the Adams family was, I don't know, was much more amusing. I, yeah, I liked their whimsy much better. And the monsters was more of the physical comedy dad. Well, that was more of the dad joke sort of. Yes. Uh, comedy. And, uh, I just, I enjoyed the humor in the Adams family. They're, they had that whimsical, weird, like, it's yes. the kind of humor that my family actually has. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I'm I'm definitely Adam's family. Uh, so y'all want to go with year two? Uh, your, Candy, your... What movie did you watch this week? What <laughs> other movie? What other movie did? What the movie you and I watched? Yes. I watched Red Two, the sequel to Red, which is the movie that I watched last week. As soon as I heard there was a sequel to that movie, I was like, I am watching it. <laughs> I also watched Red 2, the sequel to the movie I watched months ago, but not last week. So, and I liked it just as much as the first one. I don't know if I liked it as much, but I definitely enjoyed the crap out of it. It was different because they weren't introducing the characters and, you know, letting you have a chance to get to know them. <laughs> But I felt like the things that were in there were still just as fun, and it was just as riveting for me. It had my attention the entire time. Uh, oh, and I think it definitely had a much stronger villain. We won't spoil who that villain is, in case she hasn't seen. Yes, Trash Rama. The first one was red, and the second one was red too. Yes, red, <laughs> standing for retired, extremely dangerous. Yeah, it's uh, Bruce Willis, and I forget the woman's name. Uh, Mary Louise Parker. Mary yeah. Louise Parker. And John Malkovich, and, mainly. And, yeah, but and there's I, a, there, oh, and Helen Mirren. There's this, Helen this Mirren. cast of incredible, even like the, you know, there's cameos from other people. Yeah, and, and the stuff. second one they had uh, Catherine Zeta-Jones in and uh, Byung-Hun Lee. He was amazing. Yes, he was very amazing. I actually wish... We could have gotten a full movie of him and Bruce Willis playing off each other because oh yeah, John yeah. there it was so good he fit oh it was great weren't they weren't they thinking of uh, doing a third one wasn't there supposed to be a third one or I, 
my imagining it, but it. I don't think it did as well. And honestly, the reviews on it were not nearly as positive as okay. for Red for some reason, which is weird. But I mean, it happens. Well, but yeah, trash. If you like an action movie, but you got to have comedy, and it also it's a little out there sometimes. It is. Well, not realistic. It's not meant to be realistic. There are definitely some of that weird scenes here and there. It is a fun ride. Both of them are. Both of them. First one, second one. Indeed. I will recommend them both, Trash Mama. Yeah, I recommend them both. I'd maybe give the second one one space herpy, in my opinion. It just has a slightly different style. Um, it's a bit more fast-paced, though. Um not that either one's bad at all. I would say it's slightly worse than the first one, but not much at all. I rather than just renting it for three ninety nine, I bought it because what the hell? <laughs> if I thought about it, Kathy, I could have bought it on DVD. It was three dollars and seventy four cents on DVD. Oh, well, there you go. But I just bought Amazon Prime because I'm lazy. <laughs> and I just to pay. John Malkovich's character is fantastic, and I he cracks me up. He, he seems a little less crazy in the second one, but that doesn't make him any worse. He's still... That's true. Nuts. He seemed a little less paranoid about things than in the first one. Yeah. I, I think they realized if they kept him going, it would be too much. Sort of how... I mean, I'll use an example how Drax in the second Guardians is a bit much and not as interesting because he's just completely out there. I think they decided to throttle him back a step. Um, he was... But he was very involved in the movie, and I mean, I really enjoyed it. There's definitely some very good moments in it. It's not your standard action movie, but I do recommend it. Um, my last one, I just finished uh, last night. And I watched the new Netflix series, uh, The Haunting of Bly Manor. Um, the Haunting of Bly Manor is about a lady. Uh, it's based, this movie, this show is based in the 80s. Um, about a, an American that becomes pretty much a nanny to this kid's niece and nephew. Mm-hmm. And, of course, it's a huge manor. Uh, grounds, and, you know, they've got a groundskeeper, a cook, you know, you know, so on and so forth, the lady that takes care of the house, and then you got the nanny, which is pretty, pretty much the teacher, more than anything. Um, now, I'm not a huge fan of horror movies. Because usually most horror movies nowadays are jump scare movies, which to me is a cheap and worthless way to make a horror movie. Um, make me make it suspenseful. Make it you know make me say oh shit you know and it's scary because not the jump scares but what you know Doesn't the sound. It, be scary, it needs to be suspenseful. It doesn't yeah. need to scare you. It needs to keep you riveted. Yes. So that when something happens, you're like oh shit. Yeah. Um, well, you can build suspense. It's uh, what the. Now, what's his name? Hitchcock said mm-hmm. the gun going off isn't the isn't the suspenseful part. It is the threat of the gun going off. You need to keep that tenseness, there. that anticipation. Yeah, and they do that really well in this. Uh, I do have to say um, now in my living room, I have a seven point one surround sound system, and uh, my dogs hated that series, hated this show uh, because things would knock around in the room up in like the corners of my living room and around and things would run around in the surround sound speakers and my dogs were going, Oh shit. And they would bark. <laughs> <laughs> so they didn't care for it too much. Uh, it was just funny that I noticed because they really did good on the sound quality. 
Um, it starts off kind of slow. Um, it's, uh, I think it's eight or nine episodes. I can't remember. Um, but it starts off kind of slow and they build up and they build up and you know, something spooky and creepy is going to happen. Um, they do do some flashbacks, um, with their characters and like, Oh, you got everybody in here. Yeah. But let's learn about what happened before you got here and the people that were here before you, um, and stuff. And by about episode four, I'm in. Everything's good, solid, going with it. Uh, no problem. Um, we're learning more about it. You know, we're getting into the, you know, the supernatural stuff and all the craziness and all the different characters and why everybody's starting to happen. And I'm enjoying the shit out of it. We get to the last episode and they do this. You know, there's, like I said, there, there's a lot of flashbacks in this, but it's appropriate uh, type thing. And the last episode throws you for a really good loop. Um, and it made me love the series. The last episode, I would say the last like 10 minutes of the show, I bawled my eyes out because of what was going on and how it was going. Uh, because like most horror movies, oh, the people win. Yay. They walk away, you know, and then it's in. No, they actually go a step further with this, um, and everything. And it was super legit. I was floored by the ending and the way it was done. And like I said, I would cry probably about like the last five to 10 minutes of the, the show because of the way the characters were, the how the story ended. Um, because by about like episode four, you're really into the characters and you start caring about them. And you're like, no, that person's a dick. And, you know, and you're like, just beat the shit out of him or, you know, whatever. And I, I really liked it. Um, no need, no need to make another series. I think it's only listed as a limited series anyway. No need for another season. Um, but I, uh, I really, really, really liked it. Um, yeah, I agree, Benio. They don't make horror movies anymore. Um, it's, it really, really, I really enjoyed it. Uh, especially I was riveted at the end just to see how it was going to hang out and get done. So, uh, highly recommend it. Um, get through it. Just stick around for the end. And you don't have to stick around. It, it's, it keeps you on your toes about what's going to happen and why things are happening and so on and so forth. And it's done really well. Um, there's not like, like I said, no jump scares. There's creepy stuff. Um, there's some, you know, good things going on with it, but I highly recommend The Haunting of Bly Manor. Uh, it gets a zero space service for me. Type oh. thing. I, I especially, I, I'm watching the end of it and the music that's going on and the scene and what's happening and you know what it is and how it's, you're just like sitting there going, shit. Fuck it, hey. But it's good. It's really good. Legit. Yeah. It's always good to hear. Yeah. Um, I did finish as a quick one. I did finish the season finale of the boys. Um, and it was a good season ending. Um, <laughs> the, you want to see some, uh, female superhero fights. That's the episode to watch. And boy, do they tear, they just beat the fuck out of people in this one. Um, I hope we get another season of the boys. Um, and that all this negative reviews because they didn't bring out the entire season. Um, I, uh, I I hope they do get another season 
because of all the assholes that downvoted it because they didn't release it all at once. Um, so, but I enjoyed it. The season finale was good. Which is weird for Amazon because there's no downside in releasing it all at once because I you pay for a year. I don't think you pay monthly. So right. I, I think they were doing it just to kind of space things out for yeah, other I mean, projects coming down the line. Yeah, let's not like let's get people out of the habit of binging everything. You can binge whatever you want if it's fully released. But during release, letting things simmer a little bit, letting you get that anticipation we were talking about with horror movies can help quite a bit. Mail order style on somebody? Well, I mean, <laughs> Yeah, that was... The, the, the female superhero fight was just balls of great. Uh, and I will say one other thing vaguely media-related. My, my unit did get done with our... Uh, MechWarrior Online comp uh, playing. We've got 20 matches in, uh, which is what you need to qualify, as long as they don't get a bunch of teams, which is never going to happen. We'll get our prizes we're aiming for. We've learned a lot. It was a great crew to play against. Those guys were helpful when necessary. All of them were great sportsmen. Um, well, there was one team that was a little bit of dicks once, but they were just having a little bit of fun. But uh, it's super cool. We are not the last place team. We, uh, we we did get kind of kicked out of the top 50. We were in the top 50 on uh, Thursday, but we got kicked out because there's 60-some teams now. So, I mean, uh, I haven't checked to see what our exact ranking is, but we are not last place, but we are 0-20. Would you say, like, wow, well, shouldn't you guys win at least one? The number one team is, like, 38-0. We played them twice. They were 36-0 before. They're probably better than that now. There are. It is possible in this game to be that level of skill disparity, which is fine. We came in expecting that. It was super fun, though. I cannot speak highly enough. This is for an online game. I was. I had some trepidation about going into it. Always worried about those negative experiences you hear about with online games. You know, people cursing at me like, "Yeah, you suck. I can't believe you're doing that." None of that at all. Those guys Good. are super cool, super fun, and they're great, helpful, and uh, I'm very pleased. Good because uh, there's there's a lot of Toxic, toxicity when toxicity. it comes in uh, online uh, competition stuff. Yes. And and to I, hear that they weren't, that's even better. Yeah, absolutely. They were super cool. And the team, so the team's 36-0. They don't have to play any other games. No one is going to come out of the top spot, but they are playing more games because they want to help everyone else. They want to get in there so all the teams can get games in, which I love. Because if they go on a bad run, they could theoretically go to second place. I don't think it's really likely, but it's possible. And uh, it's cool, though. I was very pleased. Zero space herpes. <laughs> <laughs> Which, guys, that's about the end of the podcast tonight. We appreciate you listening. We appreciate everybody that listens. Um, make sure you go check out our Facebook page. Make sure to check out Kathy Tuesday through Friday and every other Sunday. Every other Sunday until I get this uh, Gundam kit done. Another one so, not next Sunday, but the Wait, Sunday but after that, I will be doing that. <laughs> I'm sorry, John. I interrupted you. He, he was trying. He'd go ahead and say it now, real loud. Unless, no, unless someone else sends you another one. <laughs> unless someone sends you another one. Oh, geez. Uh, Sidestar was already talking about me doing a, a master grade one. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 
So he's like, I think you're ready. <laughs> I mean, that's awesome. Yeah, Master Grade. That Master Grade I did was fun. Um, but guys, please take care of each other. Look after each other. You see something going on, you know, say something. Wear your mask. Wash your hands. Um, if you need anything, look us up. Uh, you can find us all on Facebook. We'll uh, come and hang out. We ain't got a problem with it. Um, some of us on Twitter. Kathy and I are both on Twitter. Yeah, everybody. We'll, we'll, we'll be willing to come and help everybody out and do stuff. Especially if you have questions. Please check out Kathy, though, because she does some amazing miniatures. Uh, pretty soon, maybe we can get John to do, stream some MechWarrior stuff um, for fun. <laughs> no. Hashtag John playing MechWarrior. The only reason I don't is because it gets a little weird having the unit on that. So yeah. I have to yeah. look into some stuff because I yeah. play most of my drops with them because. Yeah, you got to just clear it. A lot make more sure. fun to play this game with people. Yes. So. All right, guys. For more than dice, I'm Gonzo. I'm, I'm John. <laughs> Good night, everyone. Right. Well, first of all, I'm trying to use Kathy's boots. Yes. Yes. Kathy with you a C. I can say anything. Oh, you say something to Baby. Yeah. So, <laughs> we'll have John go down and stab him again. <laughs>